How did Abraham obey? How did Abraham obey in the scriptures? You see, Genesis twenty two eighteen says, In your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. But is that, is this something he earned? Is this a merit? There were actions, don't miss that. There was a step that Abraham took. But is this merit? The answer, of course, is no. The apostle Paul makes it abundantly clear. Abraham believed by faith and it was credited to him as righteousness. This is in fact the same way our salvation works because Abraham's life is actually a, a, a shadow, a type and shadow of our salvation. Same with Moses in the Exodus. It's a type and shadow. They were real events, but they also point to something far bigger for us. And I'll spend some time on that in a bit. Turn with me to Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. It's just a couple pages back. Romans chapter 4, starting at verse 16. Here's what the Apostle Paul says, and I, I really hope that you will walk away with a, a fuller understanding of faith today. Hope is the chair. Faith is sitting in it, okay? So here's what Paul says. For this reason, it is by faith in order that it may be in accordance with grace. Hold on a second. That's a significant line. A significant line. Because according to Paul... To be in accordance with grace, for justification to happen, it must be by faith. Faith is not a countervailing or a counteracting of the work of God. It is the harmony note with God's song. We must understand it. Faith is not a problem. Faith is not a work. It doesn't matter what anybody tells you. Faith is trust, and that is all. No one is saved by grace through works. Amen? Because that nullifies grace. But everybody is either saved by grace through faith or you're attempting to be saved by your own goodness. And spoiler alert, it's too late for that. It's too late. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And by the way, there's no amount of extra credit points that can put you back where you were. What did you fall short of? The glory of God. You can't remake that image. God alone remakes that image. Now, there's two camps in the church today, and I know that this will step on some toes, but listen, both these camps mean a great deal to me. I have learned, I still learn, I grow deep. I have an, a, an extreme fondness for both of these camps in the church, but two camps in the church today have the same problem with their understanding of faith. These two camps couldn't be more different on their doctrines and on many of their practices. But when it comes to faith, although it, although it manifests itself different, it has at the core the same misunderstanding. Those two camps are the charismatics and the reformed. They both miss the point of faith. Let me explain. In both camps, the idea of faith seems to be something of a spiritual force that has to be either worked up, that's the charismatic side, or it has to be exercised within a person by God to be employed. Both of these are talking about some sort of spiritual force, but this is not what the scripture says. For the charismatic, you have to work up your faith, get to a certain number on your meter so that you can move a mountain. Right? Why is it that your family member died and they, were, uh, and they weren't healed or, or whatever? Well, it's clearly because you never got from a one to a two in your faith. 
For the reformed, though, for the reformed, so that God, a more noble reason, to be honest with you, so that God receives all of the glory, faith somehow has to be given by God. And so even in that, they've reversed the order of salvation. A man must be regenerated first in order to place his faith in God. Spoiler alert, Abraham was never regenerated. Regeneration doesn't happen until Pentecost. And what did Abraham do? He placed his faith in Jesus Christ. Neither of these ideas is fully accurate. Faith is trust, and that is all. So back to Romans 4, verses 16 through 17. For this reason, it is by faith in order that it may be in accordance with grace. No conflict between faith and grace. So that the promise will be guaranteed to all the descendants. Now look at this. Not only to those who are of the law... So is the promise given to those who are of the law? The answer is yes. It's not because they're adherents to the law. Those who are of the law is a phrase for the Jewish people, okay? So not only to those who are of the law or to the Jewish people, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham. But notice grace is extended to both of them. That's an amazing idea. And both of them must put their faith and trust in Jesus. There is an ethnic people of God that is a descendant of Abraham, but they must put their faith in Jesus. And then there's you and I, no descendants of Abraham in the natural, and yet we're children of Abraham by faith. So it goes on, it says, Abraham, who is the father of us all, as it is written, a father of many nations have I made you in the presence of him who believed, even God. Now look at this. Again, he makes the distinction between Jew and Gentile. Who gives life to the dead. That's the Jewish people. Paul understands this phrase. He, he knows where this is informed from the Psalms and from Jeremiah. He understands life to the dead and calls into being that which does not exist. What did he say about the Gentile people? He said, I'm going to make a people who were once not a people. He called them into existence. So Paul goes on in verse 18 and he says, In hope against hope, he, Abraham, believed so that he might become a father of many nations, according to that which had been spoken. So shall your descendants be. Without becoming weak in faith, he contemplated his own body. How many of you have ever, not losing faith, contemplated the circumstances of your life and thought, how in the world's God planning to do this? I look in the mirror most days and ask that question. So he says, he never grew weak in faith, but he contemplated his own body and then he bought a treadmill. No, he said, he said now as good as dead, because he was as good as dead, since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb, yet with respect to the promise of God, church, if this doesn't make you want to jump up and down, you ain't listening, okay? Listen, but with respect to the promise of God, he did not waver in unbelief. You can contemplate all kinds of things, but it doesn't mean that you're wavering in unbelief. So he grew strong in faith, giving glory to God. What are we supposed to do? Praise Jesus, right? Praise God. We do that as we grow in our faith. And being fully assured, fully assured. This is something that the world strives for, the church world strives for. I want to know that I have full assurance in my faith. I want to know that I'm going to heaven when I die. Look at what it says. It says, he was fully assured that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. You know why? Because Abraham walked with God. God made a promise. God answered the promise. God made a promise. God answered the promise. And then God said, I'm going to save you. And he goes, it's good. 
My assurance is not in my faith. It may waver at times. We're going to see that our faith can weaken. It can waver. We're, we're foolish people. Faith is trust in that is all. And sometimes we just don't trust Jesus. But please understand, what his assurance was in was in God alone. God who made the promise can fulfill the promise. That's what the scripture teaches us to have assurance in. So he says, finally, he says, therefore, it was also credited to him as righteousness. What is it in that sentence? Faith. Faith was credited to him as righteousness. And faith had feet. So how did Abraham obey? Abraham walked by faith. This does not contradict grace. It confirms it. Just a moment ago, I shared that Abraham's journey uh, works the same way as our salvation. And here's what I mean. God made a promise first, didn't he? What are you supposed to do? Trust. Sit. Rest. And just so we're emphatically clear again, Romans 4 tells us that that doesn't contradict. Doesn't contradict. In order that it may be in accordance with grace, it has to be by faith. That's the truth of the word of God. Faith is not a work, it's a trust in the work of God. So hope is the chair, and faith is sitting in it. Amen?